0: in space and you're like well how do i make money (laughs) like what do i do you know are you guys still there am i talking (laughs) to myself okay no just just double checking keep going endlessly rambling so
1: Rated nad podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com this is uh, episode 341 and I'm your host Matt and I'm Ash
2: and I'm Aaron yay <laughs>
0: that always makes me laugh too it's just like you just like slide in there like a pro I feel
2: like I've just crashed your podcast no it's it like.
0: we invited you for a variety of reasons one is, <laughs> it's been too long and two I saw you were doing this like wildly cool thing uh where you're you're getting things out of your closet and matching colors to the colors of games <laughs> and playing through yeah. those titles and i'm like this is not only like the strangest thing but it's kind of genius so i guess we're going to talk about that later but i thought that was a good reason to drag you back on and have you yeah. talk about a variety of games yeah yes. let's do it let's do it um so i'll do scott's part the rundown so this week we're going to be talking it. about rebel galaxy outlaw which is a uh, brand new on pc uh, we're going to talk about Glow Season 3, which just dropped on Netflix this week. Uh, there's some Overwatch news, and I have someone to talk to Woo! about with Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> they just dropped the 222 roll queue in the brand new Tank Hero uh, Sigma, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, Aaron, you're going to talk about Gaming by Color, which is just, a, the like I said in the introduction, the, the coolest and strangest... A uh, little project that you, that you have going on. I didn't mean to make sound little. The big, massive, fun. It was, fun, little. It was fun me adventure. by myself
2: <laughs> <laughs> playing dress up and playing video games.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> I joked to you online that like if I ever did that, I would only have black games to play because <laughs> I literally have like maybe maybe a gray shirt somewhere in my. <laughs> People have made fun of me for twenty years about this, but it's true. Um, we're also going to talk about Euphoria on HBO, and uh, I'm asking to talk about uh fort forza is that how i say it or forza forza For, forza,
1: forza. it's a forza
0: horizon <laughs> oh wow i like that it's like a, a like an eastern european forza horizon Lego. <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway and in, in the news we're gonna talk a little bit about uh the loot box summit that happened between nintendo sony and xbox um loot box stuff is always so fun to talk about and uh we're gonna talk a little bit about stuff that we have going on in packs Rebel Galaxy Outlaw So I first, uh, <laughs> Wait are we was <laughs> <laughs> This is how we do things guys I'm just going to fly through this Actually let, let's talk for a minute what everybody's been up to but Since Aaron hasn't been on in a while Let's just mm. like totally not do a review for a minute And let's talk to Aaron Fine. about Aaron stuff
2: Oh yeah. god
1: Aaron how's Aaron
2: Yeah mm. <laughs> well, Aaron is uh Aaron's doing pretty good Um <laughs> I'm going. I'm almost. I'm completing my second year here in LA, um, and it's continued to be the correct choice uh, for for VO. Um, there's just I've, I've encountered so much more opportunity since moving here, and some really really exciting uh, like big projects that I wouldn't have been able to even audition for um, wow. if I still lived outside of this entertainment hub um so that's exciting so i do have some cool big projects i say coming up but i i really have no idea when they're coming out it could be like three years from now right. for all i know um uh but yeah i've been i've been keeping busy It's so good nice. to hear we, we obviously yeah. uh
0: we obviously love your work isn't after after party is pretty soon right
2: after party is slated to come out this fall
0: Ooh, i'm so excited for oh. that i yeah. played a little bit at pax east i want to say east. yeah uh, mm. and really loved the chunk that i got to play so i am uh, excited yes. to hear your work in after party and the other unannounced titles that you cannot talk about but la is going well
2: <laughs> yes yeah it really is um and now my husband lives here so i um oh. i am less lonely my dog and yeah. i i don't talk to my dog as much as what I guess I'm saying. Yeah, I remember,
0: I think I remember the first time you came on, you had just moved out there and were still sort of going through the trials and tribulations of (laughs) figuring out if LA was the place for you.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's a tough call to make, but it really is one of those things that you have to give it time because, especially when you move here for, you know, to pursue the acting or anything in the entertainment industry, it just you have to meet people and you have to get your name out there. It's exactly what you think it is. It's like the whole, like go to parties and, you know, be nice and don't burn bridges. Yeah, and yeah. And hopefully someone thinks of you for that one project. And, and that's exactly do, what happened. Do a
0: ton of blow in a dark alley. And,
2: Yes, I did clown, do that. All that. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's LA, how i'm right? gonna be in the next Tarantino movie. Actually. Oh, cool! <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I'm it, really is, it is a Star
0: it. Trek movie apparently, so that'd be oh, fun. God. Yeah, just gonna be all. Is he, has
2: he committed feet, to that, or is it still in space
0: I keep hearing rumblings. I, I think he's at the very least writing one. I don't know if it's gonna because apparently the next film is gonna be his last film. He says he's doing ten, and then he's retiring. He said that. But he mm-hmm. said that about
1: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, didn't he? Uh, I think that was that was nine though. So I think there's like yeah, but one. But I thought he said that it was. Oh, really? That. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh-huh. I think he's going to do another Kill Bill with with Maya Hawke. Personally, that's that's my hunch. But mm-hmm. but who knows? Who I knows? got you. Yeah, that the would be cool. Familial... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's all about, the Kill Bill's all about her finding her daughter and you know raising her daughter and all that fun stuff and it would be crazy just to see like what happens next in the story. Yeah, um, mm. and he has said that if he ever did an, a sequel to one of his other films, it would be to the Kill Bill films. So anyway, well, I'm glad mm. you're liking L.A. That's cool. I I recently kind of uh, weighed the options of moving there. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, some job stuff came along and I was kind of like looking at what it would be like to live there uh, compared to where I'm living now. And it's it's hard. It's a, not a cheap city to live in. So it, it'd be challenging. So it's one of the things. So, hats off to all you L.A. livers. And there's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> folks that we know that live in L.A. Matt knows, Wait. too. Matt lives in like another hats, incredibly
1: hats expensive. Hats off to all you L.A. livers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds like a good spring Springsteen song oh if scott yeah. was
0: here he'd sing that he would just come up with yeah. it on the fly but we won't do that
1: <laughs> i mean oh, i look I at do... la i look at la and i go what a cheap affordable city to live in it must be right. nice to have so much yeah. space and
2: and so and, deserted uh, you know like yeah yeah <laughs> um i don't know when this is gonna air but i do have one more thing to pimp out which yeah. is that it i is... um I am part of the English dub cast for Satoshi Kon's Millennium Actress. They're bringing it back to theaters and giving it an American English dub, which it's never had. No. So um, that is going to be in theaters for one day on August 19th, <laughs> which might be in the past at this point. Um, but then I think it's going to be streaming. <laughs> so hopefully that works out.
0: I'll see if we can get, we can get this out before then. That's next week sometime.
2: Yeah, so, next uh, Monday,
0: I think. That's very cool. I I don't know anything about about anime at this stage in my life, unfortunately. <laughs> I've like completely lost track of it, but I am uh I'm I want to learn more.
2: Yeah, I mean Millennium Actress. I didn't know um it going in, uh, but just recording it and just seeing my pieces. So I voiced the 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 lead female character, but she goes. Uh, she's, it spans through time. So you see her as a kid, and then you see her as an adult, and then you see her as an old woman. And I voice the middle version of her, the adult version. Um, and so I, I'm only seeing my little bits. And I'm so excited to see the piece as a whole, because the movie in general is told very non-linearly. So it was wildly confusing and exciting to record that,
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> not very cool.
2: necessarily knowing what's happening, but um, but uh i mean it's one of his best known works satoshi kon so um it should be good
0: cool well i'll yeah. definitely keep an eye on it um august 19th you said right it's probably like a, mm-hmm. fa- a fathom event or something i'm assuming
2: it is exactly that yeah
0: awesome i've always, you know i've never done a fathom event i'm always like man i want to go to one of these just because it's Same. they're always so limited it's like one night only like oh man yes i would do yes, like and- fathom event like overwatch league or something since i live on the wrong side of the country to actually go to a live overwatch (laughs) thing
2: that would be cool because then instead of streaming from your home you're like in a community with a bunch of people who are also excited right
0: that would be very cool um well good stuff any any news to report matt life news for our listeners um you just had uh, a birthday yesterday that's what i'm trying to get you to say happy birthday i
2: got got
1: super old yeah 25
0: is hard man
1: Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five for the uh, age of a middle schooler that I've had during that time. Uh, yeah, no, had a birthday. It's good. Had a little dance party with my daughter. That was fun. That's always fun. She, yeah, she, uh, she likes singing. She likes yelling. We do this thing where we both yell at each other at the same time, and uh, then she laughs. So I enjoy that. I like yelling and her laughter. So that's good uh yeah i don't know not too much really at this point just trying to get sleep she's going through a sleep thing so i No uh, it's the worst man i actually got some last night because melissa was nice enough to get up and deal with the 3 a.m but i uh uh i'm tired everybody i'm a little <laughs> tired but I'm she, get she knew this you had to record today this. so she's
0: like i'm just i know i know today's an important day for matt uh-huh it's gonna yeah. <laughs> record the
1: podcast <laughs> let him get some extra sleep yeah yeah that was she was muttering that as she got out of bed and headed to the other room so considerate <laughs> i know yeah yeah she was like gotta gotta do the po- gotta make sure the podcast is okay and then she like walked out of the room and i was like wow what a thoughtful thing to do <laughs> um, but no uh everything's everything's good otherwise just just uh trying to get that sleep chasing that sleep you know same,
0: same. yeah yeah. Uh, I don't have anything exciting to report. Life is going okay. okay. Playing some playing yeah. some new games. Um, you know, life life trucks on. Getting ready for PAX, I guess, is the biggest thing. There's some yeah. panel stuff yeah. that's taken a little bit of legwork, like, so a little bit of my free time is going to uh, getting some stuff set up for these panels, which we'll, I guess we'll talk about at the end of the show. Some So we got some exciting stuff. But let's jump in and talk about some games, shall we? Let's, let's do it. it. All right, so um, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is the sequel to Rebel Galaxy put out by Double Damage Games. Um, The original Rebel Galaxy we played at PAX South many years ago, uh, and I think it was my game of show at PAX South a long time ago, and um, ended up picking up the original Rebel Galaxy. Super fun. Uh, You played as a capital ship in space. You did things like deliveries and combat missions, and uh, there's branching dialogue and all sorts of fun you know things that you love in uh, some some of the more modern titles, kind of mixed with a game like Wing Commander or Privateer. Uh, now Rebel Galaxy Two really ups the stakes. It, it still develops a double damage, but the team has moved up from a two-person team to I think a a five or six-person team. So it's still a, a pretty tiny-ass team uh, in terms of teams, but the level of polish on this game is is out of out of control. Absolutely. I'm loving the hell out of it. Um, they've moved the size of the ships down from capital ships to fighter ships. And so now you're playing as a totally customizable fighter ship. Uh, there's a variety of different ships that you can unlock through your adventures. Uh, it has branching dialogue and kind of a open universe exploration. So you get a ship... You have a variety of tasks that you can do. There's actually a, a plot that you can follow um, and, and a great story. All the characters are voiced, which I thought was was super cool. Um, the main protagonist is a woman by the name of Juno, and she's um, a, a little bit older, which isn't something you see very often in games these days. Uh main only playable protagonist is a female protagonist who's also like a middle-aged woman, uh, which I can't recall the last game I played where that was the case. Um, so I thought that was that was really kind of unique and, and pretty cool. Uh, the game is really challenging. Like I said, there's a lot of customization available on your ship, but it doesn't really hold your hand. So for instance, the first series of missions require you to like get a tractor beam to get some cargo that falls out of a ship, but they don't really tell you how to get the tractor beam uh, how to save money for the tractor beam. And you just kind of have to figure it out for yourself, which I actually very much appreciated. So, you you know, you undock from the space station, you go kind of like poking around in space and you're like, well, how do I make money? <laughs> like, what do I do? You know, yeah, how do you make the money? And like, what do you what do you do to get this cash? And so you have to you know take a variety of missions like you do in any of these, you know, uh, RPGs and space RPGs. And you go out into space and, and kind of get into trouble. You can side with pirates or side with the cops and do escort missions and, you know, all the type of things you see in these space flight sims. Uh, and then, you you know, you start to upgrade your ship and unlock more of the game over time. And I'm, at this point, I've only put in maybe three or four hours. Uh, and I'm still, I still have my initial ship, which is uh, what looks like a basically a space garbage truck. It's like a total piece of shit. <laughs>
2: Nice. <laughs> so like I have
0: this space space shit garbage truck uh, I've upgraded a couple things and put in like new shields and a couple new lasers um, I've gotten blown up many many times just going to the wrong place at the wrong time but the the dog fighting's really tight they have like um, I think a hundred maybe 200 different musical tracks and several different radio stations. Holy shit. Yeah, it has a really really fun soundtrack. The whole aesthetic of the game is very Firefly meets Mad Max. So, space is like sort all of right. like the Wild West. All the sectors are named after places in the United States out in the West, so you have like Texas, Utah, like all all of these systems that are um, the wild west the of wild, utah yeah the wild west of utah <laughs> you start out in the texas system and texas is a lawless place um but it, it's pretty it's pretty fun like i'm really enjoying poking around there's something really fun about space games and a lot of people that played no man's sky said this as well there's like there's something really relaxing about just being in a spaceship and and you know going hyperspeed from one place to another and listening to music um it's not quite as high pressure as some of the shooters that I've been playing over the years. So, you know, you can kinda take your time, do some mining, do some uh do some trading and stuff like that. But also if you want to just go and get in a huge ass dogfight, you can do that as well. So Is so, the yeah.
1: team still tiny? This was a tiny team that built the first one, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I do think uh I talked to them at last year's PAX West and the game was still Like it just released like on Tuesday. So the game was still a ways away from being released. But um, I believe they said they increased the size of their team from like two people to maybe five or six. Um, But they they did some stuff. That's just really super, super unique. They have a, a, a ship painting app. That's that, that comes in the game, but it's about as involved as Adobe Photoshop. So if you like, really want to get in and customize your ship, Uh, you can take several, several hours or days to, like, actually sit there and paint it all, paint the 3D model by hand using their uh, proprietary version of Adobe Photoshop to, like, really, you know, customize the hell out of your ship. And there's also a a button you can press where uh, you can attach a 3D printer to your PC and 3D print a model of your ship that you uh, have customized, which is really, really cool.
2: That's nuts.
0: Yeah, it is super nuts. So it's, um, it's... 30 bucks right now it's on the epic game store, which obviously has been causing all sorts of, uh, all sorts of waves. A lot of people are upset with the epic game store for getting these exclusives. And, uh, it's yeah. coming to switch and PS4, uh, no Xbox right now for one reason or another. So, um, it huh. is uh, PC epic game store switch and PS4 recommended a lot, especially if you're looking for, um, some unique characters, some fun stories, um, and a little space adventure.
1: And the, uh, sorry, one more, one more yeah, question. and please right. ask ask them all. Uh, the first one had sort of like a, I'll say like I don't know how to word it without using the word ship too much, uh, like pirate ship style battle. Like the dogfights were all horizontal, right? There was no yeah,
0: yeah. It was kind of modeled after um like the assassins creed black flag system
1: yeah which was a thing i think you really loved at the time did they end up keeping that or is it they is did it they got rid of it like? so now it's uh
0: exactly like wing commander so you can fly in oh, cool. in a full 360 degrees there's a a term for that that i am yeah. just forgetting right now but you can fly all around and um, so, yeah, you can go up and down, which was uh, uh, a lot of huh. people had issues that you could not go up and down because it was, you know, flat space. And this is full 360 yeah. space. So you can huh. you can do great things like I did, like fly into a minefield and blow your ship up because you're not paying attention Very to good. where the mines are or <laughs> smash into the side of a space station because like because <laughs> you hit your afterburners too quickly. But, um, yeah, there's great. And like wow. one last thing that I'll say about it that's great is they have a, a really fun damage system. Uh, for the internal cockpit of the ship that you're driving. So as you're hit and as basically pieces of your ship are blowing off, like pieces of the dashboard will blow out. The glass will crack. You'll see like like, you know, oxygen escaping into space from your cockpit. So when your stuff gets damaged, it's pretty harrowing and, and pretty terrifying. They also have a really cool com system where you can uh, hail other ships and scan other ships sort of Star Trek style. But um, there's one where you can basically tell you tell off a person in a plane or in a, in a ship, like tell them to go fuck themselves and your character will actually stick up their middle finger in the dashboard, which is just hilarious. So yes. <laughs> so it definitely has, like, a, like I said, a Wild West feel. Uh, super cool, especially for a $30 price tag. There's a lot of yeah. game here.
2: Um, yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't know much about the game until now, but what you're describing sounds like a huge game and and has a lot of small tiny details that I wouldn't expect for thirty dollars or from a you know five man team. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it is. It's pretty crazy. It's it's one of those games and teams that I'm like, you know, maybe this is sort of the model Ford for smaller studios, which is and and there's a lot of places like this, but that that kind of like keeping it lean but still making games with meat and then selling them at a reasonable price for people to like hopefully they're making money i have no idea but you know i don't know like we always talk about this with indie games like there are a lot of indie games most of them make negative dollars heavily for most (laughs) Mm -hmm. people that make games and and if they really calculated like man hours that went into most indie games i don't know that any of them really made (laughs) money you know without like (laughs) a few outlier exceptions right uh so so i'm always like kind of amazed but then you see something like this come along where you're like oh wow they put like a real kind of not A necessarily, but like sort of like pretty close experience together with a really lean team and, you know, turned it out and got it marketed pretty well and have like a good price tag on it. And hopefully they do well. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited it's coming to PS4 and Switch. So it'll be cool. I'll look yeah.
0: for it. And oh, one last thing, you can go to uh, different bars, and there's different NPCs and stuff you can talk to. But all the bars have different bar games. So there's like pool, and you can play asteroids. And like, oh, I love I just, that! I, I
1: just don't even understand how they.
0: Yeah, turn and this they're out. all like fully well realized. <laughs> like you can gamble on all these things to try and make money. Uh, there's slot machines. It's like it's like and they they look great like the, mo- yeah. the character models and everything look great too so uh highly recommend rebel galaxy outlaw i'll yeah. see you know how the the how the later game is but the first few hours are, are a lot of fun even though they're very challenging like i i blew up a, a ton but i'm also uh probably not the best captain <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i want to see what that big red thing is on the radar that's probably a bad idea awesome so what do you guys oh. want to talk about next do you want to do gaming by color now let's do let's that do it.
2: let's sure. do it let's do it yeah um yeah so i basically spent uh i guess it's eight days um playing a different game each day and the way i chose those games was very arbitrary it was based off of the like primary color of the cover art um and this came about because i um uh there's some people I follow on Instagram who were doing this uh, color your closet challenge, which was basically um, every day you wear a different color in the hopes that you're, you know, utilizing pieces from your closet that maybe you don't normally wear. Like like you were saying, Ash, I normally wear neutrals like I wear white and and brown and black normally. <laughs> so this was interesting because I've just personally wanted to um, stop myself from buying fast fashion and just trying to utilize what I already own. So um, I took up that challenge and then I thought um, about being stuck in this this rut of just bouncing back and forth between Overwatch and right now I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 online and just feeling like there are so many games out there yeah. and I... I haven't touched any yeah. of them and I'm looking at, you know, like I buy them when they come out cause I'm like, that looks great. I'm going to play that. And then I don't. So I thought this would be a good time to pair this, you know, wearing things I don't normally wear just to try and utilize them and see if I like them with playing games. Um, I haven't played to, you know, see if I do like them, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so... constant,
0: constant, like constant grief over my pile of games I haven't touched. Cause I do the same thing. I bounce back and forth between basically two games. Like I'll try a new game and then I'll try, I basically just go back to overwatch over and over again. So I, it, yeah. it's yeah. I have shame about that.
2: <laughs> it's comfort. Yeah. And then the reason why it kind of worked for me, I think having that accountability of posting every day, I'm not huge on, on like keeping social media up to date with what I'm doing every second, but there was a level of like, I have to play this game today because I told everyone I'm playing this game today kind of thing. So there there was uh, an accountability to it. And and also while I'm playing the game, it forced me to kind of think about, you know, do I like this and why? So that I had to articulate it when I posted about it. Um, And that's, you know, that's more you know, analyzing than I normally do when I play video games. So it was cool to kind of hone in on my tastes, um, especially most of these games were smaller narrative-based adventure games for the most part. Um, And I kind of (laughs) learned a lot about what's important to me in terms of these games. Like if it had had good sound and and good use of voice, it was like immediate. Like if I saw that whole, um, like when you boot up a game and it says, you, uh, wear headphones for the best experience. I was like, yes, oh, this is gonna be good, um because you know it means they worked really hard about what you're hearing in each ear and and the soundscape. Um, and that was great. like a, a sea of solitude uh, that I played on Blue day. Um, it's about, you know, battling your demons um, in terms of uh, mental health and and kind of personifying, depression and anxiety and monsters and there's all this you know like whispering like you're gonna die we're gonna kill you and it's just quietly in the back of of the game like in one ear or the oh, other oh I it love that really it really immerses you in in you know what it's like when you're when you have those self-destructive thoughts like that's exactly what it is but it's actually brought to life um, and it's really effective. Um, so uh, yeah, just learning about what I like and what I don't like and, um, and chat like Hollow Knight has been on my list for forever. My husband has yeah, been it's begging me to play It's that. on mine too. I, I know, I knew I was going to be bad at it and I am bad at it, <laughs> but I was glad that I gave it a shot. Um, and I do want to continue with it even though I know it's going to take me forever. But again, like doing this weird little game with myself kind of gave me that push to try out these games that I've been reluctant to play for one reason or another. It's
0: such a cool idea though, because like you said, it, you did, it, it sort of killed two birds with one stone because you got to dig crap out of your closet that you wouldn't normally wear. <laughs> yeah. You got to wear that stuff. And then you got to look through your library and be like, okay, how does this match the color of the thing I'm wearing? And then, <laughs> then you actually got to play those games and, and now you get to, 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 kind of blab about them. What were some of the the highlights of the games that you played, and what outfit did you wear? <laughs> well, did you wear oh, the outfit while playing the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I because of my my lifestyle, my work. Like a lot of times, I would wear something and play the game, maybe in it, but. Uh, you know like sometimes it was too hot to wear in the booth so i would change clothes i would right, right. and I'm like i wouldn't wear purple in the booth um but it was you know it was nice it it forced me to kind of figure out how to wear certain items but yeah i i can't i can't claim that i was perfectly matched every time i sat down to play <laughs> oh, that would have been a commitment though that would have um, been yeah yeah i mean uh i would say both Into the Breach and Hollow Knight um, were surprising standouts for me. Um, those were the two that kind of veered away from the like storytelling narrative based right. games, which are th- those are my jam because I'm I'm not great. I like I love games, but I'm not great at them. So when um, there's a hard fail state, I I normally get too anxious to to go too deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of failing
0: really... in Into the Breach. There's a lot of. A lot yeah. of uh, a lot of exploding in that game,
2: <laughs> yeah, but I like it because you can take your time with it being turn based. like you can work like you can move your guys and and see like how far they can reach with their attack and then undo it if you're not happy with it and, right, right. and being able to pace it out like that was really nice. and again, I realized how much I love um. Uh, the soundtrack in that game. Um, so good. I also, the FTL soundtrack, I have it on vinyl. I think it's, it's uh, so good. Ben,
0: Ben Prunty, I think is his name mm-hmm. who did FTL yeah. and it's like his work is just beautiful. So I love, good. I love the stuff that he does. Yeah. But you are saying you played into the breach with like a bunch of pals too. And you guys were sort of like hive minding it, which is such a great idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I've, I've continued to play it. My husband and I played it in bed with the switch last night. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. Do you <laughs> know that's... that if you play long enough and you unlock all the, all of the different robot teams, there is a hidden yeah. robot team. I don't what? know if you've gotten that far yet, but I think there's like no, eight, eight, I just
2: unlocked my second oh, team okay. of three. I think I have seven,
0: <laughs> but I think there's, I think there's nine.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. No, there's
0: a lot there and it's super fun. I love it.
2: Yeah. We just died for the first time last night or our timeline ended for the first uh, time. So, so we're starting over, but, um, but yeah, those were surprising. Um, and then, um, I also loved dream daddy I can't say I've played a lot of dating simulators uh, I've always liked the idea of them but I never really thought that it was like a genre of game I I would go for right um but it was really fun and really cute and I Above it being a dating sim, it felt also like a parenting sim. Oh, yeah? (laughs) And I really enjoyed that aspect. Like, I I felt more confident in the decisions that I made in parenting my daughter in that game than I did about flirting with the other men. (laughs) (laughs) That, I felt like I was just dice rolling if if they're going to like this or not. But with my daughter, I took it so seriously. Um, And it was rewarding in in terms of the narrative. Um, When you said something nice to your daughter or when you kind of like fucked up or pushed too hard right right um yeah yeah i I don't
0: think i don't yeah there's some on here that i don't think i could play and especially that dragon cancer i I watched over someone's shoulder at a Mm -hmm. pax a long time ago and it was uh, the story behind it is so touching and 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 sad and like the idea of playing it just guts me i couldn't
2: yeah as a parent i couldn't touch it I, i was gonna say i think if i had kids i wouldn't be able to do it and most people i talk to who do have kids say they can't play that game. And yeah. and that makes sense. I mean, it really is. I mean, some of the audio that they use is just them recording themselves. Um, It's the Green family who made the game and also it's their own story about their lives and their son, Joel. Um, but a lot of the audio is just like them setting record and going to the park with their kids and just hearing that atmospheric, you know, just day in the life of kind of, dialogue between parent and kid and them explaining to their other kids about what's going on with Joel. And it just felt so real and raw. And I imagine that if you, (laughs) if you have a kid and you know that connection, then that's going to destroy. Yeah. Even you talking
0: about it is making my guts feel not great. Yeah. (laughs) It's real, real. Yeah. But also like
2: it. amazing that we make games about this stuff. Yeah. Like that it's very that, beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That Dragon Cancer and Sea of Solitude are both dealing with really raw shit. And it's yeah, it's really cool that devs are able to find funding and are able to publish these really personal stories. Um and that there's a growing audience for it I think
0: yeah it is pretty amazing that we've come to the place where games like that do exist because uh they didn't really a decade ago so now you know we're dealing with some really heavy topics and some really uh kind of niche personal stories that uh, I don't really feel like a decade ago existed and we've been doing the show next month will be nine years Matt (laughs) Woo!
2: I know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel every that's single so day of and, it. and
0: here we are still talking about games but nine years ago definitely not we were reviewing uh yeah. vanquish and dragon age 2 holy yeah. <laughs> shit yeah uh so yeah. you know so it, you know games have changed quite a bit and it is pretty yeah. wonderful that we have these well that's cool that you did that um you know yeah. I, I thought that was really neat and i thought it was a, a great reason to have you back on so I'm glad the, that
1: you came to talk about. On it. the very on the very surface level part of it, it also made your Instagram very like aesthetically pleasing.
2: <laughs> it's true. It it was also just like you know, in the back of your head where you're just like, God, I need to tweet or like I need to put I need to post something on Instagram. I've been silent for like two months and it's like, all right, I've guaranteed content for eight days and I don't even have to think about it.
1: <laughs> it's so true. But they were like they were like everything was like washed in like a nice color. And I was like, oh, this yeah, is so nice to look at. I like, I'm just like I'm enjoying it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, I'll probably compile all those little things into whatever they're called, like highlights on Instagram. So if anyone's interested in what I played, you can check that out. Yeah,
0: you can plug your Instagram here if you want. I don't know if you want to.
2: Oh, Aaron underscore Yvette, baby. Follow me. There you go. (laughs) I post about games and colors.
0: (laughs) Very nice. Um, Let's shift gears and talk about after all the heavy games, let's talk about uh, Forza Horizon Lego Speed, Matt. Sure.
2: All right.
1: Uh, so they announced the City 3, and I hadn't had a chance to sit down and play it. And we'll just talk about it briefly because I'm not like I didn't conquer the whole area. But, you know, Forza always does these kind of special event things, and then they do these special kind of uh, bonus add ons to the game last year. Or for Forza Horizon 3, they did um, was it Hot Wheels or Matchbox? Hot Wheels, right? Is that the one that's still around? One of those two. You guys know.
0: Yes. Totally.
1: A uh, kid's toy car one, uh, either Hot Wheels or Matchbox. And it was pretty fun, but it felt, uh, I don't know, it didn't feel that, it felt different, like arcadey, but it didn't feel like, it wasn't a different aesthetic really too heavily. This time they went full Lego. It's called Lego Speed Challenge. Uh, you, you know, transport over to this special area and like literally everything becomes Lego. So all of the. All of the um, landscape and the people and the cars, it's all Lego. It's all modeled with Lego pieces. It looks insane. It's like super fun when you drive through it. Like when the real game, when you hit stuff, you know, it might be a tree falling over or whatever in this game they like explode into lego bricks and oh, fall all over the ground so cool. that's
2: so satisfying.
1: <laughs> it's so much fun uh and they started off and they mimic the opening of the game where you drive through like three different areas and three different cars um and you like you know and if you did the opening of the game it's it's very fun and kind of arcade feeling and they do the same thing where you start off in a lego mclaren and then and then a lego mini and then a lego uh i don't remember where the third car is like a dune buggy or something and uh you're racing around. Everything feels super different. Like uh, it's really like a whole new game. They've essentially plugged onto Forza Horizon because in regular Forza Horizon, which you've heard me talk about a lot because I love it too much, but they you get houses and you you know you buy cars and you fix them up and all that kind of stuff. In this one, they set up this giant challenge tree, and there there ha- it has to be a grid of like I don't know, sixteen by sixteen or something. This this Whoa. huge. Huge, like huge uh, grid of challenges to complete. Each one of them gives you uh, bricks, Lego bricks, and then you use those bricks to build cars and build houses and stuff. So fun! So you're, so you're unlocking all these new things, and it's it's like it really is like a whole new game. Um, I kicked into it, and started playing, was really enjoying it, and then went to do my first race. And you can choose your car, and I was allowed to choose a real car, which I was like, oh, that's weird, but it was spec higher than the Lego one that they give you. And I thought, well, I'll use the one that I built or made my regular car, I guess. And I got in it and I literally got my ass handed to me in every race. <laughs> like I just lost so badly that the game, it constantly is kind of like um, assisting you or giving you more challenge based on how well you're doing. So if you're losing a bunch of races in what is the saddest post on a game you'll get, it pops up and it says, we see you're losing a lot. Do you want us to lower the oh, challenge? Kills me. Kills oh, no. <laughs> me. It said that to me and I was like, no. And Aww. then the next race I got in and I was like, I wonder if I, cause you're driving like on Lego roads and stuff and you're sliding all over the place in the real car. And I was like, I wonder if I use the Lego car, if it gets like some kind of Lego bonus. And sure enough, it does. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, drove like a dream. You're like, you know, everything's like moving <laughs> a little smooth and fluid. You're flying around the track without any issues. You're passing people. And, the uh, and I was like, well, that makes sense. They are trying to get you to use the Lego stuff inside <laughs> of the like Lego world, but Uh, It's super fun. Brand new challenges, brand new um, like speed events that you can do. They still have the um, Forza like live events that happen inside of the game where you'll get kind of an alert that says in four minutes there'll be a Forza live event. And if you drive to a certain area, uh, you kind of get matched with all these other cars, but you're all working in concert to like defeat these challenges that get put up. And it's a really interesting way to do like multiplayer online games where you're not you're not like yelling at each other, (laughs) you know, you're not really, you're not (laughs) fighting each other. Everybody's just kind of in a connected world where you're trying to like defeat challenges together, which is pretty fun. And, and it's randomized in a way that you don't have to like worry about, uh, whether you're going to meet with a bunch of people, you don't feel like being around online or not. But, um, if you already have Forza Horizon 4 and you didn't get, you didn't spend too much money like I did and got this automatically. If you haven't, this is, a worthwhile addition to the game. There is so much game inside of it. Uh, so I highly recommend uh, checking it out and giving it a go. But it feels it feels honestly like they made a Lego Forza game, like in its entirety. It wow. does not feel like That's a pretty weird amazing. thing. Yeah. That's awesome. So if, if you ever liked any of the Lego games, like the Lego Star Wars and all those, this f- sits right in that wheelhouse, and you'll, you'll absolutely enjoy it. So uh, I still think Forza Horizon's is feasibly the best racing game that's ever been put out in general. So I can't recommend that enough, but this edition is easily by far the best edition they've ever done. So check it out. And uh, I just wanted to talk about it briefly because I thought I I sat down and immediately had like a smile on my face and so much fun playing it. I was like, well, I got to bring this up. And yeah,
0: man, Legos are are pretty magical. It's funny. I I wasn't a Lego kid growing up at all because the, the island where I grew up did not have Legos. (laughs)
2: A we, Legoless island? It was a
0: Legoless <laughs> island, yeah. And we had like He Man and like Thundercats and shit, but we had no Legos. To be clear,
1: they didn't have Legos because they were too highfalutin for Legos. Uh, they yeah. had like some other like yeah. high end Lego yeah. that none of us please had. We, Legos.
0: On the main Legos. Golden bars is what we stacked. Um, mm. Yeah. No, but we didn't have Legos. I even talked to one of my buddies from elementary school the other day. I was like, why didn't we play with Legos as kids? Like, we didn't have them. We had a couple grocery stores that didn't really sell Legos. But um, now that I have a kid and I watch him him even at three build stuff and like the magical awesome things he comes up with it's it's it they're brilliant and like i totally finally now i'm a middle-aged old person i get legos and i think they're rad <laughs> and i want to collect them <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but anyway, really cool. yeah it is cool yeah
2: you cool. said for for when there are the like the live group challenges you drive to a place so is it an open are they is there like an open world aspect to it
1: oh yeah the whole game is it so when you start at forza they just give you the entire map of everything so it's like what so like when you this one's set in england and then lego is set in this like lego land and there's like a pirate area and a desert area and all this like crazy lego stuff but wow. when you drive into that thing it just goes like well here's the entirety of the map start dri- that's what the joy of this game is like scott that's and i've talked about it a lot of times i find myself literally just driving around england <laughs> like, like i'm just not that's doing awesome. any challenges just sitting in a nice car driving around england and enjoying <laughs> myself you know uh so it's yeah the game is completely open and the they move you around the map pretty fluidly so there'll be things that they kind of announce that are just like oh it's over here and it's never like it takes it's a giant map, but it never feels like, uh, you know, if you play D and D, it never feels like travel in D and D or like I'm trying to think of a video <laughs> right, game. Right, at least you're in a. Ca-
2: where, well, yeah, I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. I, yeah. I Fucking loathe having to travel because right. it takes so long. But yeah, you're in a car. That makes sense. Yeah, but-
1: and in this one, you're in like yeah. a, you know, you're in a in a Lamborghini, listening to like pop music and just driving down the British countryside, <laughs> and you're like, this is wonderful. You it's know? like so real life. I mean. I mean- it's just yeah. like yeah. It's what we do just all the time. How I spend my weekends, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. but it is it is it, it's super open and super relaxing that way. But yeah, they they move you to a spot so like it'll light up and be like this pink area that's like, hey, come over here, and and it'll be live in three minutes. And then once it becomes live, like people just kind of. I think there's like maybe a brief loading screen, and then you pop in with all these other cars, and you just start going. And the challenges are like you know, get you know, a thousand feet in air in total and then everybody's like jumping over ramps trying to get a thousand feet oh, total. Man. All this different like group stuff. It's super fun. Yeah. That's,
2: That's cool. Times. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing you talk about this and realizing I haven't really played a racing game since like I had a PS two. And yeah. those are the games that are now in like old ass arcades. Where just, yeah, right, like, right. Play this relic of a racing game.
1: It's it's really like a balance between, you know, if you were to look at like uh Gran Turismo and like, uh what was the... Outrun. Outrun, yeah. Or out burn, mm-hmm. Burnout? Burnout, burnout or yeah, out burn out. Burnout. Burnout was out. the console one, yeah. Yeah, like, if you were to look at, like, those two types of games and, like, bash them together in in kind of the most thoughtful way, that's kind of what Forza Horizon ends up being. It's very arcade but it all of the cars and landscape and how you drive and the challenges you can add to doing the car stuff is very, like, Gran Turismo, but not so much that you're, like, weighted down and having to have crazy car knowledge and like want to know these things about cars. So it's just, it's just a, it ends up just being a very playable, fun game. You played three, right? it Ash.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I played, they're fantastic. They're really, really, really solid games. I'm not a huge racing game fan, but there is the same sort of thing with rebel galaxy where just the act of flying the thing or driving the thing is so well polished that it just makes for an enjoyable experience. Listening to radio stations and cruising around was the most fun thing for me and just kind of seeing what there is to see. Uh, much more relaxing than driving in real life for sure
1: and then (laughs) the game injects your friends into it so like ash is driving in my game so we'll constantly be racing each other and scott's driving yeah and it's not like them supposedly they model after like that driver from gravatar games yeah so they like they well not the drivatar they model like their driving style so it's like Scott, the way Scott drives in his game is supposedly how he drives in my game. But I mean, who knows Whoa. how ultimately true that is. But it's like, it's just interesting because you'll be racing and it's like all of my friends list that I'm racing. It's not just like random, you know, player, nameless players or whatever. That's Ash awesome. comes out of the bushes in a jalopy
0: hitting all the trees. We're like, yeah, that's pretty him. much. That's yeah, him yeah. Driving. Like, that's
1: <laughs> what driving. That seems right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're liking it.
1: overwatch for a few minutes hey you two enjoy yourselves all right i don't want to get in the way of your joy Aww. <laughs> so have you uh so
0: i guess i'll say really quickly that the a big patch just dropped in overwatch uh this tuesday with 222 Roll 2 queue and for those people that don't know what the heck that is and have not played overwatch in several several years uh Roll queue is now only in competitive and will be coming to quick play uh, i guess in a week or two but uh it forces you to pick a role when you queue up for matches. So you get to pick tank, support, or DPS, and um, puts you in a queue specifically for that role. And you can only choose characters in that role. And while that may sound terrible for people that don't play a lot of Overwatch, what this does is kind of fixes a lot of the woes that mm. uh, are currently plugging Overwatch. As someone who plays, um, unfortunately, I, I play a lot more quick play than I do competitive, just because competitive makes me sweat. Um yep. I would rarely ever get a game with two supports or two tanks or basically the the proper lineup to play Overwatch, right? I would get, you know, yeah. all DPS, like always have a Hanzo, always have a Genji, and then yeah. uh, everybody else is kind of farting around running in circles. Uh, what this is meant to do is meant to make the game like it was sort of designed to be played with uh, tanks, support, and DPS all working together as a group to overcome the enemy team. Um, have you done any of your new role queue placements yet?
2: Yes. So I am a uh, support main, um, and I actually played a little bit in PTR, uh, which was interesting because so it's even though it's released, it's live now, it's still beta. So all the progress that people are making right now is going to get reset in two weeks when it actually gets implemented into the real season. I heard that, So. Yeah there's this weird um it's in it's in, it's in a weird place right now um where comp is friendlier than normal. I would say it's a it's a good time to get in uh, because people are taking everything a little bit more lightly uh, knowing that nothing matters right now
1: right. Um,
2: right. Yeah, like I've noticed that I'm much more willing to participate in voice chat right now because the toxicity is like <laughs> immensely lower. Um, and there are people who are like playing roles that they don't normally just trying to get used to them because now with 222, uh, there's the pressures on for you to be flexible within your your category, because if you need to swap to counter something, hopefully you know, a you know, another character that you can um and that's what i'm experiencing in support is um uh i'm playing a lot of mercy uh because that's what's demanded of me oh yeah (laughs) um but i am i'm learning i'm getting better at anna and brig um and trying to kind of <laughs> expand, I'm, I I want to be as flexible as I can within support because it it does feel like once you lock yourself into that role, you say that you are one of two support. You really have to yeah, you got to keep the able team alive, to cover, sure. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and all so the pl-
0: support characters really play very differently. It's not like you know, do, Yeah, it's not like with with tanks. You have at this point three shield tanks and their mechanics are all slightly different but the 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 gist is the same all the support characters play very very differently so um learning yeah. one does not necessarily mean that you uh, are automatically good at another one
2: right yeah and i've i've felt that was because it's in beta my matches have been a little rough and i do think it's because a lot of us me, me included are playing characters we don't normally <laughs> um and trying yeah. to kind of beef up our our roster um so it is a little painful right now um but th- i think the swap of having bad games is, is having nicer people <laughs> yeah i haven't i
0: haven't seen i did my i only did my support placements cuz now the difference is before when you would place in comp you would do 10 matches um and yeah. your, your score would be determined by the results of all of those matches and now you have a, a different rating for each one of the roles. So I did my support roles, even though I consider myself a, a main tank player, just because mm-hmm. I wanted to see sort of what they would be like before I went into right. my tank placement. So like, like I kind of dabble in support. I mean, the real the real answer is I play. I can play every character. I'm like I'm flex, which is just terrible. So I can. I always like if we don't have a tank, and even a, you know, even in like a. Any sort of match, I'll jump on and play tank. Or if we don't have a healer, I'll jump in and play healer. So, um, you know, I, I like to yeah, dabble. Yeah, it's interesting
2: how the concept of being a flex player is going to change now.
0: Yeah. Now I, I don't have to be one anymore, which is yeah. great. And I can kind of focus and focus my efforts and actually improve at this game after several years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that actually happens. But, uh, yeah, I did my five matches. I won three. Uh, two, I lost, I would like to say, because I just had this, like, Winston dude on my team that just kept suiciding himself in the back line and there's nothing i can do yeah um but yeah i mean i i am really enjoying 222 roll queue if you have not played overwatch in a while i think now is a great time to get back into it i feel like it's a little bit yeah. more structured a lot of the problems the game was having are slowly starting to go away it's weird yeah. to be talking about a game after it's been out for you know three plus years but um
2: yeah, isn't it wild around season 18? Yeah, it's insane. I and, heard that number and I was just like, Jesus, how long have I been playing yeah, this game for? Yeah, for
0: real, for real. And yeah. i played like most of the seasons too. A couple I, I took off here and there and didn't didn't participate in it at all, but I've dabbled in most of them at this point, which is just wild that I keep coming back to this game. You know, it's it's pretty fantastic.
2: Yeah. Did you, in in your placement, did you land for support where you thought you should? Uh, well, okay, so...
0: <laughs> I always think I'm better than I really am.
2: (laughs) Of course, as we all do.
0: So I thought I I was going to land in plat because I did really, like, I healed like an MF the whole, like, all of my matches. And there was nothing I could do to, like, save the games that we lost just because we had people on our team that were just, like, terrible and feeding. And there was really nothing we could do to to save those matches. So that's kind of painful to, like, to not be able to. not be able to save matches like that but i don't know even if i would have won like i ended up landing in like high gold if i would have won those other two i still think i would have landed in the same place just because of the way the system works i don't think there's there's really any anything from even if i won like you know 10 i think it would still be like ah you're high gold like fuck you right
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem nice that it really is kind of, it, or it's it's trying the, the whatever algorithm it is is trying to focus on your output in the game rather than win lose, um, ah, uh, in terms of placing you. And then also, I I've read that even though there are five placement matches, they're still kind of doing ten in that the five games after your after you get um, assigned a, a rank are are like going to affect your SR drastically so it's still like kind of putting you in like it's still challenging you the next 5 games for a total of 10 to kind of put you mm. where you belong um and it is it is putting you in in um in games that are maybe too hard for you like with like other people against right, right. Teams. it's trying to figure out like as a healer are you still able to you know do your bit kind of thing even if you lose are you still able to right right whatever system
0: they came up with people complain about but i think it's it's pretty genius like i always it's
2: mysterious and it is what it is Yeah, yeah it
0: is like they don't really ever tell you the the nuts and bolts behind their matching algorithm but um i've never had problems finding a game which is the biggest thing for me some games are too hard some games are too easy uh, usually in my placements, I usually do five and five. Like, that's just how they've always gone for me. Like, I'll win five matches, I'll lose five matches. And it pisses me off, but that's just yeah. the way that, that, that it happens for me. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, like, won all of your placements, or at least the vast majority of your placements? <laughs> no. No, okay. No. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that happens because I think, like w- like we're saying, the algorithm will be like, "Oh, they did pretty well in that match. Let's fuck them up."
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. I almost always place lower than where I finished the season prior. Yeah, it, almost always. Yeah.
0: I always get too depressed and don't even try and raise my raise my ranking. I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay and languish in my my gold position. I
2: know. Well, then then the trouble once once you raise your rank is is keeping it there. <laughs> yeah because there's nothing sadder than, than deranking ranking them saying you've lost whatever, like three or f- five games, however it is that like, even if your SR drops below like plat, they'll keep you in plat until you lose like a certain amount of games and then they'll de rank you Oof. into gold. And it's just like, Oh, I, I want, give me another chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me some <laughs> more then padding getting Back up into plat is just a nightmare. Oh yeah. Ugh.
0: Uh, (laughs) The other last thing with this patch, uh, very quickly, because we need to wake Matt up and get him back on track. Um, They did release a new hero, Sigma, which is a a much needed new tank. Um, Mm -hmm. I've only played him for a little bit on the PTR. I have not had a chance to play him this week in in real matches yet. But um, I really, really like his kit. I like the character design quite a bit. He has like a lot of gravity powers. Uh, He has a really fun ult where he throws everybody up in the air and smashes them down to the ground and... Has uh, all sorts of, of cool powers at his disposal, so uh, I'm enjoying him quite a bit. And we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'm, I'm going to try and play him a lot this season to see how I do, since I do tank mainly. So,
2: yeah, awesome,
0: good stuff. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, you want to talk about glow, Matt? Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. All right. I was <laughs> going to say last time I placed in a six four, I got QYZ to the TTS, and I was like oh, my God, how am I going to even get out of this situation? But don't worry. I ended up gold, and I thought it was all good at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I'm about with you. About 30% they all... of that
2: was real. And then... <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah, I
0: was like, I almost understood that. So
2: I know. You started, and I was like, wow, he knows like terms I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh,
1: that segment anyways, was just no for our Overwatch, <laughs> overwatch listeners.
2: Welcome back for those of you who just skipped through all yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Good times.
1: Uh, uh, Glow. I did not finish it. Are you finished? I finished with the it. season? Yeah. Uh, well, then you, you can talk more heavily than I can.
0: I will not spoil anything. This will be spoiler free. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, so Glow season three just dropped. Uh, have you watched Glow
2: yet, Aaron? I have. I am not up to date. Okay. I haven't
0: started season three. So I, won't, I won't spoil anything. Uh, the short version is that it takes place in Vegas, which you found out at the end of last season. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Season two ends with the show getting canceled, which I guess is a spoiler if you uh, have seen (laughs) season two. Sorry. And then they relocate the show to Vegas as a live show, as a stage show. And so the dynamic changes. They all live in Las Vegas. They all all the characters react very differently to living in Las Vegas. There's a lot of partying, a lot of, uh, you know, early to mid 80s Vegas madness with the drugs and prostitution and gambling and all the fun stuff you expect from Las Vegas uh but i think where the season really shines at least for me is that it is much more about the characters than the wrestling show itself uh the wrestling show there there are some episodes especially in the latter half of the season that focus on on the stage show but the, for the most part the the episodes are really just about the 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 characters and sort of what they're going through because all of them have uh changed a lot from the beginning of the show they're all sort of uh, you know uh, growing and changing I think the biggest changes happen um, with uh, Sheila, the she-wolf whose character completely changes this season. And I won't say how, I won't say how, but she becomes so interesting and so, um, so dynamic to watch. And as an actor yourself, Erin, I think you're really going to love her arc this season. She has a really, really fantastic arc about who she decides that she wants to be um, and in sort of what she does with her wolf persona, which is really great. Um there is some uh you know, the show I think is heavier this season too. It deals with long distance parenting, it deals with long distance relationships, it deals with um struggling friend dynamics, like people you think are your best friends that change over time, it deals with same sex relationships, um the soundtrack's great, the acting's great the wrestling, when they do it, is super fun. Uh, you know, I love this show. It's like, I don't know if it's a show designed for me, but I remember Glow being mm-hmm. on TV when I was a kid and, and like watching it and being like, oh, I don't know, because it was always on at like one in the morning, you know, on like yeah. channel 13 or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I and I loved wrestling back then. I was like a big, like, you know, WWF kid. So I would watch Glow and be like, this is just terrible and weird, but I would watch it anyway. So now watching this, um, you know dramatized version of the, the the things that went on with Glow, even though apparently there's really not too much that corresponds with reality, um, it's still really great. What, are you enjoying uh, season three so far, Matt?
1: Yeah, it definitely. I mean, they make a they kick off the season in a way that lets you know the season's going to be heavier pretty quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh Jesus! Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and not in like no nothing specific to the characters. They just, it's a moment in time that they use that you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is a setting that we are going to use now. Um, but I agree from the little bit that I've caught so far. Uh, it does seem like they're upping the character dynamics. It does seem like we're going to focus in on more of the, of the kind of cast at large, as opposed to just kind of Allison Brie. And, um, Oh man, I'm forgetting the blonde, uh, America,
2: lady America. Oh. Yeah. Lady <laughs> nice America is actress's yeah.
1: name. She's so good. Though. Uh, Cause, they were such in mark Marin, we're kind of they were the the kind of three that we were following um and it does seem like we're opening that up a bit but yeah i think that was a really solid review yeah. <laughs>
2: just, i agree nice. yes all that's, of it sounds that's good that's exciting to hear because it it is one of those shows that had to spend kind of all of season 1 just establishing who is who yeah. and not really getting to develop them further um and i felt like season 2 kind of developed a little bit but you're still kind of stuck with everyone kind of as the characters they've assigned themselves. So I'm excited to see the characters kind of evolve a little bit.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. A lot of the uh the, the quote unquote secondary characters get a lot of screen time. There's almost entire episodes devoted to to them and their arc. So um Allison nice. Brie takes a little bit of a, a back seat this time around and you get to meet and hang out with uh with more of the characters, which is which is super cool.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else is on our list? Is anything? Yeah, uh, euphoria. euphoria. I've been euphoria. afraid afraid to watch this. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, probably for the right reasons. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I do. I had. I watched the first episode and wanted to binge the rest. Um, but I do have friends who got halfway through the first episode and had to turn it off because they were just like, "This is too much f- stimulation for me." In one right. way or another, you know. Like it's, it's about you know how nihilistic being a teen can really be um and it is hbo so there are um you know boobs and dicks uh all over the place
0: all more like dick, all over
2: yeah, yeah yeah like more dicks than you think
0: like you reach for a
2: doorknob a, a tv show could could show That's you a, but wow. yeah yeah like it's h it feels like hbo is making up for decades of just boobs and bush and they're like i guess i guess we need to catch up and show some dick um so yeah it that is was actually quite a bo- graphic.
0: quote from a board meeting we're like all right guys this is this is the one dicks lots of dicks
2: lots of dicks um yeah but the performances are so good it is uh it's really incredible i mean zendaya right Yes. Um, Zendaya and, or Zendaya? Z- or Zendaya. 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 Um, yeah, and Hunter Schaefer, who is a newcomer, it's her first foray into acting at all, and she blows my mind. She is so good. And I, I there's a, a couple other people, actually, in the cast who are literally pulled off the street and have wow. no acting experience, and that that always, I find, is so incredible and I think is a, a testament to the director because someone who's never been on set before can be a great actor but it's up to a director to kind of help them it's intimidating feel at as ease. hell
0: right i mean like you yeah. just have so much going on how do you how do you get a performance out of someone that's never uh, never done it before which is which right, is crazy
2: exactly and so there's this just really palpable rawness to the whole show um and and all these young people are so Flawed, (laughs) but so good. And it's one of those shows that you go back and forth between, like, oh, they're the they're the bad guy, or you're they're they're the less likable character. And then they're each episode kind of focuses on one one character, um, and then their episode will come up, and you're like, man, that's really relatable, and kind of feels like something I went through, or kind of feels like something like someone I know. And all of a sudden, you're rooting for them. (laughs) So you go back and forth between, you know what that person did was really messed up and then the next you're you're totally in their corner. Um and the soundtrack is so hot. It oh, I mean yeah? I'm assuming it's because Drake is an executive producer, ah. but it, it's just like amazing track after amazing track. Uh to the point where you wonder how they had the money for it. <laughs> um that and then the cinematography is it's so um intensive. It's like meticulous. In that they do these crazy, complicated shots that you know took forever to set up, but it, it's like a two-second shot. Oh, geez. And it's but they spend the time to like it's it's an aesthetic thing. Like when you watch the show, it's it's you know like they're all wearing glitter and it's super neon esque. Um, but at the same time, you're focusing on like the grit of being a teen and yeah. having issues and mental health and sexual assault and uh d- drug addiction so it's, it's so, incredibly
0: heavy from what i've heard right it's like for sure it's all about yeah. like you said addiction and and what 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 city does it take place in does it
2: specify i should know that it's you know i don't know it feels like la like m- maybe i might be lying i don't know it feels like la though. Yeah. there's a larger city so it's not it. like yeah, yeah.
0: The yeah. Midwest somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Although they do bike everywhere, that is a piece that feels like that maybe doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Teams that's biking, true. you know, unchaperoned. I
0: know, right? Without um, giant helmets on their heads and
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those shows that makes me feel like I had the most boring high school experience ever. Like, there's a character on there that is clearly, like, the straight-laced, nothing interesting. is. She's kind of just, like, there to make everyone else look like they're having crazy shit happen to them. And I'm yeah. like, oh, man, I'm her. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. the straight woman who, who's just there to kind of show what normal is.
0: <laughs> I, I would totally, like, when I was their age, I was coming home and watching, like, Rescue Rangers and uh, X-Men the Animated Series after school. So, like... <laughs> That's
2: yes, that's. Exactly. I was the
0: same age as the, the people right. in Euphoria. Like when you're talking yeah. about the things that they that they were doing, I was nowhere close to that. So I would not right. right there. N- with
2: you. Not that I'm wishing that I had you know drug issues as right. a kid, but like when they go to parties, I'm like, oh yeah, I was the, I was the one who like didn't drink and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drove everyone yeah. home. Mom, do um, we have any more Pop Tarts? Yep, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah but um yes it is intense it's not a show you're gonna watch with your kids around or if you're young you're not gonna watch it with your parents around it's it's that kind of thing but it's i mean i think it's worth it for the performances um it's just really phenomenal awesome
0: i'm glad you are like it i'll put it on the list when i'm uh done with the stuff i'm watching now i hear it's really really good so yeah have to watch it eventually i'm trying to get through season whatever this is a riverdale and it's making me want to hurt myself but um We'll talk about that later.
2: <laughs> I I fell off Riverdale, unfortunately. I couldn't with the soap opera teen yeah, drama, yeah. which is hilarious. I'm saying that after talking about Euphoria so yeah. positively. But will, it's, a, it's a fine line when it comes to, to teen drama. I will
0: say this just because this is the, the moment for me when I realized this show um, had, for me at least, jumped the shark. Um, this may be a spoiler if you're a Riverdale fan, but there's a scene that I just watched where Jughead's mom... And another gang boss get in a Psy fight from the Ninja Turtles, like the Raphael size. So they're in a Psy fight, and they both, for some reason, out of nowhere, they both know, like, Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> they both pick up size. They have, like, a really in-depth sci fight with, like, they're all, like, backlit, so they're silhouetted. It's, like, very Kill Bill. And at the same time, this sci fight is going on, like... Archie's, like, breaking somebody out of prison, and, like, Josie is, like, in an underground speakeasy that's run by high schoolers underneath Pop's chocolate shop, and she's, like, singing (laughs) pop music, and then it cuts back to, like, this sci-fi with with Jughead's mom, and I'm like, this is, like, literally, like, a gas leak in the writer's room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that sounds like... A soap opera on like season 36. Yeah. It you know, was just, just like, like, what do we do on days of oh, our lives? This it's season? so crazy.
0: And then, like, you know, and then every once in a while there'll be something that is really good in that show. But then you watch yeah. that and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well. Um,
2: Hi, this is Alan Tudyk, and you're listening to the Rated N.A. Podcast, also known as the Nah, nerdappropriate.com. All right, we
0: are back with some news. Um, We're going to talk really quickly about this this loot box summit. And I know loot box stuff is not the most exciting news, but it was a relatively slow news week um, in video game news. So uh, have you guys heard about what this summit was all about?
2: Not at all. Well, go ahead. I'm going to say no.
0: (laughs) Good. The the, the short version is that Nintendo, um, Microsoft, and Sony got together to work on a set of universal rules for loot boxes on uh, titles that will be on those platforms. So if your game has a loot box, it's going to have to adhere to a certain set of rules. Uh, Namely, it's going to have to have win percentages on loot boxes or perhaps even uh, like listing of contents that you can win. Now, some, some games are doing this already. I think on um, iOS and Android, this is actually already required. If you have a game on iOS or Android with random loot boxes, you have to have somewhere documentation of the win percentages and items that you can actually win uh, due to you know, it's, its similarity to gambling, I suppose. But I think this is pretty cool, mainly because uh, there are no rules at this point for loot boxes. Have you guys... Are, do you guys ever buy them?
2: I uh, yes, uh, I have fallen victim to that in Overwatch yeah. a few times.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I have. It's no, I don't know that I really have. Maybe, possibly, but not regularly in any way.
0: I have a bit. I um Overwatch too. If like a, a new event comes out, and I'm like, oh man, like there's no way I'm going to be able to get all like six of these epic skins in you know in four weeks just with right. the amount of time that I'm playing. Um, that would mean winning a whole lot and that's just not going to happen. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. you have to,
2: (laughs) you have to play, you have to put in a lot of hours.
0: Right, exactly. So I have bought uh, a fair amount of Overwatch loot boxes and there've been times, I think one Halloween event, I I spent like 20 bucks, like the 1999, whatever you get, like 24 loot boxes or something. And I don't think I got a single legendary in that whole poll. Um. (laughs) Yeah, where I was just like, okay, well, I just spent twenty bucks on literally nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and I think you know this is being done in a lot of ways to combat that. And I, apparently, um, you know, this is a, a big issue in, in other parts of the world. And there's already sorts of legislation in other countries that bar um, you know companies from from really having them in general. I mean, they're they're trying to crack down and get rid of them. But I'm just curious, like, do you think they should exist in all in games or do you think we're slowly moving away from them? Do you find them to be a problem or is it not anything that really concerns you as a player?
2: Um, I mean, I've never, at least in Overwatch where everything is just, uh, cosmetic or aesthetic, it hasn't really bothered me because, you know, if I'm bummed I didn't get a, a gold skin, it's like, yeah, whatever, I don't really, I don't really care, um, but at the same time, that that aspect of paying money to random roll, basically you know playing a slot machine and then getting nothing out of it, is really frustrating, <laughs> especially when uh, they make it really easy for you to to pay real money to to roll that roll that dice. Um, and I imagine, especially for like parents of kids, that it it starts to feel a little. a little scary um so i think in that regard i I don't think there's anything wrong with putting regulations on it i think that it can only be helpful
0: yeah i agree like i uh like i said i i I can usually control myself when it comes to purchasing stuff like that but i I, it can be i guess terrifying especially for parents when when kids have access to their devices and and get really you know addicted to these games A a lot of money can can instantly vanish what about you matt
1: i don't personally have a giant problem with like the notion of what they are and what they're for for the game makers you know i think that they just get taken advantage of really easily and can become kind of predatory in nature so i i understand like that notion of of uh of regulation around them I, I think it's it can be fine you know i don't really know that it it's like one of those things where you wish like it didn't have to happen but you make sense it makes sense why it is getting regulated does that, does that make sense like you're like why can't we all just control our impulses here around these things that are clearly made for you know not necessarily always like Great reasons or whatever. Like the Overwatch one, I think is a great example of something that that is just kind of like, hey, we're doing this so that your enjoyment of the game can be increased in some way, and like you know, you can have some fun playing a little random game of unlocking stuff, and we're going to allow you to purchase it because these games are expensive to make, and it's a way for us to make extra money. I think that's one thing versus like you know the kind of other side of that coin where people are literally creating levels through loot box type stuff you know so right
2: when it when it affects like how you play the game if it's like oh you get a weapon that's better than you know a normal whatever like that's when it starts to feel dangerous because then then it's actually just creating an unfair gaming environment where the more you spend the better you are at the game and (laughs) that just doesn't feel fair at all
1: well but and then we all know like there's been stories out about like what that psychologically does to a person too Mm. when they start purchasing them and like this like it's why there's gambling addiction you know like this (laughs) this is all real stuff that that like we have very real examples of that we've basically just kind of introduced to the gaming system because the price of games hasn't changed in so long and they are more expensive to make is a big part of it you know so i think that like i think the the notion of regulation around it i think that idea of like Hey, here are your actual odds, which is a thing that also exists, exists in gambling, yeah. um, makes sense to me. You know, I just, it's like, I, I feel like there's got to be a, another new thing that comes around that's not loot boxes that yeah, I agree. this system. You
0: know? I, I, I feel like um, with the stuff that happened with the Star Wars Battlefront and all the negativity surrounding those loot boxes, because it did become sort of a quote unquote pay to win situation where you can unlock different guns and things like that. Um, I feel like for a while loot boxes were the way to generate additional revenue post launch of like a larger AAA title. So like, what do we do to like, you know, what do we do to make more money? Well, it's like, well, we'll put these in there and keep people, you know, gambling for more money. And prior to that, I feel like every game for a whole generation or a whole cycle generation had um, uh, season passes and I feel like season passes are slowly going away too so I do feel like I feel like you're right Matt there's there's something else on the horizon that's going to be generating additional revenue uh, for these titles after launch that isn't loot boxes isn't random isn't necessarily yeah. the season pass because statistically a lot of people don't ever play those you know when they come out because yeah. they move on to yeah. different titles so I don't know what it's going to be I'm excited to see what it's going to be um, I hope it's something because yeah. people got to stay employed so (laughs) yeah 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 so we'll see um really quickly before we get out of here i just wanted to say well we we might have another episode before pax at the end of the month but if we don't we'll quickly plug some stuff that's going on at pax uh the first is the pax orientation panel which all of us have been on in the past and we're doing it again this year so this is uh pax orientation strength in numbers it's a friday at 3 30 p.m in the cat theater which I don't know if we've ever done one in cat before. I can't say if that is large or small. I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, it's, it's a broom closet. <laughs> Come hang out.
2: <laughs> it uh, can fit a cat. Yeah. 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 If cat theater. Um,
0: so it's uh, myself, Matt, Scott, uh, Dan, and Aaron here. And we're going to be talking about packs and telling silly stories and hanging out with people and uh, hopefully introducing a bunch of people to packs for the very first time. Uh, or if they're yeah. coming back for additional orientation panels, because they loved the first one so much. That's uh, right. Who knows? if that's, <laughs> I don't think that's a reality. But uh, <laughs> but that should be fine. <laughs> Hopefully we think of some stuff to uh, to do in this one to, to liven it up. And it's actually, uh, it's a little later this year. Normally they're right as PAX opens, but this is sort of in the afternoon. It's 3.30 p.m. on yeah. uh, Friday. So it's different. Um,
2: Gives you plenty of time to find the cat theater. That is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> as
0: opposed to just, you know, rumbling along. Uh, well, they're... it is
2: funny that they would put a, an orientation panel at the very beginning of the day where it's just like, so get into this giant convention center and find this theater that's named right. after an animal Yeah, <laughs> by, you know, like the first 30 minutes of the convention. Seriously,
0: I've been going to PAX for like forever and ever and ever. And I still am completely lost.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as you get off of the like the main floor, like main floor four or whatever it's just like how do i get upstairs how do i get to yeah
1: the seattle one is a is like an mc escher puzzle that i never understand how does (laughs) this stairwell go to this stairwell i
2: know
0: yeah and if like the panel starts with an s it's like in the sheridan if it starts with like a w it's on like a witch's broom somewhere (laughs) like
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah who the hell
0: knows um the other panel is called the annihilation almanac the campfire tales and it is a bunch of voice actors reading uh, scripts. So Aaron's going to be there. Uh, our friend Sissy's going to be there. Jennifer Hale's going to be there. Um, Sarah, who I actually don't know Sarah. Uh, Sarah Molly is awesome. Yes, she is. I know her work, but I have not actually met her in the meat space yet. So I'm excited to actually meet her and, um, and and see her work. But this is really fun. I'm really excited. It's a, a bunch of short scripts read live on stage by a bunch of really incredibly talented uh, voice actors. So it should be silly. It should be fun. Um so we see how this we'll see how this one goes. Keeping I'm my fingers. Very going. excited. I am too. Uh yeah. I'm I am too. I'm, I'm hoping that everything turns out okay. But this is at 9 30 PM in the Sasquatch Theater. Um which uh is a medium sized theater. I did look that one up so it's not huge and it's not a broom closet. Uh and there's not a lot of events going on at nine thirty PM on Saturday night. So it's like us and like a guy playing rock band in the lobby. So please you don't...
2: come see us. Yeah. <laughs> please come see us. <laughs> please, please don't choose Although a single guy I playing have rock band. I've heard
1: that guy is very good at rock band. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> no. No, I know.
0: We're screwed. Competition. Uh, but yeah, but this should be super, super fun. Definitely let us know if you're going to drop by to this one. And if it goes well, maybe this is something we can do in the future. Um, because uh, I have been doing these conventions for a really long time and I've never seen anything like this happen so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm stoked that it's going to happen and hopefully it goes well and everybody has a good time so that's uh Saturday 930 p.m. in the Sasquatch theater it's called Annihilation Almanac come by and check it out
1: Sounds that's good
0: thanks um, I guess that's it huh we're all we're all done for yeah three, four, all right well thank you guys for listening to episode 341 of the rated <sighs> N.A. podcast um, you guys can find us on Spotify and iTunes and all the places where you can subscribe and download all your podcasts. So please subscribe and download and, and become part of our family. Uh, Aaron, where can folks find you?
2: Um, on the internet, <laughs> um, uh, t- Twitter, Aaron underscore Evette, and Instagram, Aaron underscore Evette.
0: Ah, you kept it easy. Awesome.
2: Very smart. Very smart. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: you can find us on Twitter and that's at nerd appropriate. Please, uh, Give us a give us a follow there and say hi uh, You can also write us an email directly That's nerds at nerdappropriate.com If you have any questions or if you want to uh, want us to Talk about anything in particular You can send us a message there We do have a Facebook account which we rarely ever do anything with But that is slash nerdappropriate on Facebook It's there if you are a big fan of Facebook So feel free To, to send us a Facebook uh, Emoji yeah, or exists. whatever those things are called uh, But we will be back hopefully next week With an all new episode And uh, thank you levels are okay? Is, am I sounding okay to you, Matt, or I, is my mic a little hot? I sound fine. It's good? Okay, good. Yeah. I love when stuff works.
2: Yeah. Yeah.